Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is episode 85, and yes, we are all alive. I am your host, Cody Beekman, and with me as always is Nick Adams. What's up, what's up, what's up? And we've got Bryce McMillan. Hey, what's up, hello. And today we have two guests. This is going to be an interesting episode, so our guests today are Ryan Strachana and Ari Neal. Say hello to everybody and, you know, give a little, you know, short introduction about who you guys are. Oh, you betcha. How's it going? I'm Ryan. Uh, met Cody about six years ago. I was his neighbor. Uh, he's the one who actually got me first into hockey. All right, Ari, what's up? Hi, um, I'm Cody's caregiver, and I'm very excited to be here today. Right on, right on. So uh, this is actually an episode that I've been wanting to do for a really long time, ever since actually we've been a podcast, is to you know take some relatively new fans to hockey and dissect it like find out why they they became a fan of hockey what 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 makes them like hockey what 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 drew them to it and we're gonna get all into that today so without further ado let's do a little league talk there is a little league talk to be talking about i mean obviously if if you haven't heard it already uh then you've just got your head in the ground i mean nazim kadri going to Calgary is probably like the biggest thing everybody's been talking about lately. Uh, what do we think? Uh, let's go around the table. Uh, throw, 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 throw some thoughts at me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's super awesome to see the Avs win the cup, but then you see you know, how the parade, you know, we're begging for Gadget to come back, begging for Gadget to come back, and you know, it's, it just didn't happen, which is super sad for the Avalanche fan base here. You know, obviously, it's really cool to see him get that hat trick and. Through all the things he had to go through, you know, and such a clutch player, so it was really sad to see him go. I think he honored his day here, but of course, it's your job. You got to take off and make the money and get the paper, right? So, um, you know, I think Cad, you know, Kadri and you know, Calgary are going to be a pretty good fit, um, especially the way he's playing. Um, you know, they lost Goudreau, the Flames did, and so now you have somebody that maybe come in there and not be, you know, as, you know, as maybe as you know defiant in a game but uh, somebody that would definitely come in you know, clutch and just be a good fit for your your whole entire team good center absolutely yeah no 100 i think it's a solid move for calgary bringing in a you know either first or second center how you want to look at it um gonna come with a lot of points gonna bring the great some of the grittiness that they lost with losing kachuk and i mean it just came down to i think Abs weren't willing to give seven years in term to a 32-year-old. So, I mean, it sucks to lose him, but we'll figure it out. So you guys as, like, newcomers, especially Ari, like, this is your first year of, like, actually following the team. Like, uh, to, in your eyes, to lose uh, a hockey player that was so well-loved on your team, what does that kind of mean to you? It's a little upsetting, obviously, um, especially after win- winning the Cup. Um I think the thing that kind of frustrated me, not frustrated, but upset me the most was when we were at the parade and he gave the whole speech and we were all, the whole entire crowd was screaming like, stay, stay, stay. And he was just saying, I love Colorado. I love my Denver fans. And then, you know, a few weeks later, he's at the flames, which is fine, but it's a little upsetting. Ryan, what do you think, man? Uh, I want to see how it's going to play out for the avalanche. Kadri having such a great playoff percent, or, Face-off percentage. 
Uh, I want to see who they're going to put in in his place because he was a huge role in our face-offs. That does, that does leave a huge question for the Avalanche uh, 2C at this point. I mean, uh, we've been talking about this ever since it happened. I mean, does like Alex Newhook slot in to this new 2C, 2C rule? Or do you see a J, uh, JT Comfort maybe even sliding in as well? But Or do we just uh, go out, look, look a little bit more on free agency, or make a trade? Uh, I think, honestly, we're going to let Newhook ride it out there for a little bit. He's got the skill. He's got the talent to be a top six player. you got to give him the time. you got to give him the minutes to see if it's, you know, if it's there, if he can function at that high of a level. And then if it's not, it's something I think that we take care of, you know, later in the season via the deadline when salaries are easier to fit and more guys are on the block and we'll just have to go from there. I mean, I think we'll add regardless, but I think new hook gets the first shot. I mean, yeah, but you know, I think, you know, for a while we looked even McKinnon, some like other guys who the top centers in the league, you know, McKinnon, you expect him to win more faceoffs, right? And you had somebody who was here this year, Kadri winning over 60% of his faceoffs. You know, you can't just depend on your top guys to do that. He was one of those players that you could always at least know on a, Last five seconds of a game in the offensive zone or defensive zone, you can come up with it. You know, power play, that kind of thing where you need the puck the most. They're going to miss it for sure. Um, if he's not getting kicked out of the faceoff circle every other second. Yeah, seriously, that was a big thing, getting kicked out. So uh, there's actually some other some other news in the league right now. Uh, Phil Philly Cheesesteak Kessel goes to Las Vegas and changes his number to eight. Uh, any thoughts on that? I just think of that, that scene uh, from Game of Thrones where they're about to do the uh, the jousting and the king's about to do it and his arm's not, armor's not fitting on him. And he's like, you're too fat for your armor. I don't know. If he can fit in a night suit, you know, no pun intended there. Oh, my God. But at the end of the day, I kind of sit here and I'm like, yo, Philly Kessel, he plays good anywhere. I mean, just despite how he looks, doesn't look like an athlete at all. It's kind of, you know, the Roethlisberger of the NHL, right? Yeah, but, for sure. But at the end of the day, you sit back and go, if you have, you know, Phil Castle, he's always going to be in the right spot. You know, positionally, he's plays so well. He's going to do it anywhere he goes, you know, regardless. So. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> you got to be kind of thankful to get out of Arizona right now where pretty much every every head's rolling over there, so. Yeah, Philly hot dogs to, to Vegas. I mean... <laughs> I'll never forget the Stanley Cup picture with that man eating his hot dogs. Six hot dogs right in the uh, top of the cup, and he's yeah. just like, eh, chill it, hey, man. <laughs> I think it was eight, and that's why he changed his number to number eight. Oh, but, holy crap. I mean, oh, we'll geez. see. But I honestly do not understand. I mean, I do get that he's a skilled player, but Vegas has so many wings, and they've had so many wings for years, and they've lacked the center depth, so I just don't. It feels like the dad knob moved to me all over again, kind of, sort of. Well, they do need the well, they need cheaper players to come in for sure because, I mean, they've been in cap hell for the last year and a half or even longer, if you ask me. I think that they could have used this money to maybe figure out a goalie situation since Robin Leonard isn't going to play at all. At all, yeah. So you're going to be leading on uh, Laurent Bressois and Logan Thompson. I mean, I think Logan Thompson is a stud. I mean, he looked good last year. I think he has potential to be a number one, but I don't know. I've, I've never seen him play 50 games, 60 starts. I don't, we've never seen it. Neither with Bressois either. He was a very capable b- backup in Winnipeg, but yeah. I mean, when you're playing by, behind a hell of a buck most of the time, you're not going to see a lot of the ice, anyways. 
All right, one more thing on the on the docket, and this one's really excited. Actually, one of our uh, one of our family podcasts off of the Hockey Focus Podcast Network called this one like the night before this news actually got broke. Uh, the World Cup of Hockey's coming back in 2024. I cannot wait for a best on best. It has been so long. 2016, yeah. It needs to happen. I mean, we've seen the older generation, the Crosbys, the Ovechkins. It's time. We need to see the McKinnons and the McDavids and the Matthews. We, we need to see. And not on a rookie team. Yeah. I mean, the best on best elite players in the world. I need to see this. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm so excited. I mean, like, like I said, like last time we saw this was 2016, and it was awesome. I mean, you got to see. You know, you had that team, team North America, and then you had Team Europe, and then, I mean, all the big ones. You know, Canada, uh, Finland, Sweden, uh, Russia, and all that. Uh, that uh, and so I'm excited. I'm really excited, especially to see the new bloods come in and really take it by force. Yeah, I'm really stoked for a couple of reasons. You know, for one, it's best on best. You know, and then you also get to see you know how these field fairies get to have this World Cup every freaking summer, and then now we get to have it like a summer league kind of thing the NBA does. Like, it's really cool to have, you know, hockey just being able to do this in the summertime and kind of seeing the best people do it when we're begging for hockey a lot of the time. So. It's going to be in February. Oh, February? Yeah. This is a summer thing? It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen during, well, when the All-Star break was supposed to happen. But, so, that's, that. what What begs the question is, though, like, we're going to see this awesome hockey, but, you know, if your team is fighting for a playoff spot come February... Do you really want to see all your best guys go and still play World Cup? No. I mean, I was for it when it when I thought the Olympics were going to happen. I mean, they want to go represent their country. I mean, even if it's just a world, you know, championship and not an Olympic. I mean, these guys still want to play for their country. They're going to want to do it. I mean, you're not going to this is how you like potential for lockouts when you start fighting on things like this. If they want to play, just let them play. I mean, if something bad happens, that's how it'll change. But you just have to hope that they're going to go out there and they understand that there's another season to be had after this tournament. So, well said. I mean, I can't. You know, I have nothing else to say to really, guys. Just I want to see it happen. Yeah, no. I mean, I definitely cannot wait. I've been waiting for. I mean, six years now. It's it's yeah. time. It's time to see. It. What about you guys? I mean, obviously, um, your guys' fandom kind of came in after uh, the last World Cup of Hockey. Uh, tell us what, you, like, just give us what you know, like, what you know about the World Cup and like what you would like to see out of it. Well, a lot of the players have pride for the countries they come from. So, having World Cup of Hockey, I know last Olympics that the NHL didn't let their players players play for the country because of COVID. So. It's going to be nice to see them having country pride, playing for the country, putting it all on the stakes. For sure. Definitely excited. I don't know a lot about the World Cup, but... Um... It's, it's so, so basically what it is, it's, it's just, uh, it's basically, you know, soccer or football. Okay. You know, they go play internationally for their countries. And it's, oh. uh, uh, the hockey players just doing the same thing. Okay. What seems exciting about it to you, though? That we're going to see some really good hockey. I'm very freaking excited. Right on. Well, yeah, so uh, 2024 World Cup of Hockey. And, uh, I mean, you got you to gotta give it the Late Arrivals podcast for breaking that even before uh, anybody, anybody even said anything. So, cheers, boys. Way to go. 
high uh benefit of high uh foresight there a little bit right 100 percent. when things come to fruition it's always wonderful oh yeah <laughs> yeah no it's definitely cool seeing guys that we know and that we work with out there just calling big shots like that i mean that's a big shot to call beauty yeah, for us it means you know more better guests for us you know and as listeners you have more to tune into as well so just expect more things coming from us on all ends oh yeah so uh, until we uh, before we start getting into the meat and potatoes, really getting into what makes you two tick as hockey fans, we're gonna kick it over to Dave Zambonis for Dave Zambonis pick of the week. Take it away, Davesy. Hey, Beaks. Dave from the Zambonis here. Thanks for sending it over. Uh, this week's pick of the week, Zamboni song, hockey song. You know, a lot of our songs have a clever way of getting it to be a hockey song or a metaphor or some sort of weird left turn, but this is just called Drop That Puck. It's a song about the ref not dropping the puck. And uh, written to hopefully be played in every hockey arena in the world. Um, and it, it gets played a lot in Europe, but uh, at Yale University one time uh, during a game, Division I, Yale University, the NCAA and the refs stopped uh, the game and, and told the music guy to stop playing the song, which is, uh, which is a little strange, but that's okay. They were, they were not, uh, they didn't appreciate it, those referees. All right, Beaks, thanks. Drop that puck! Drop that puck! Thank you so much, Dave, for the beautiful Zambonis pick of the episode. As always, you can check them out on Spotify. Check them out on Bandcamp. Their entire discography is going for like 32 bucks right now. Go there, buy some Zambonis music, buy some Zambonis merch, help these dudes out. They're incredible guys. Thank you, Dave, and thank you, Zambonis. Now let's get back into the conversation with Ryan and Ari. So, guys, yeah, this is going to be a whole episode about how you guys became hockey fans, and we're going to dive deep into it. I'm talking Mariana Trench deep. Y'all ready for this? Oh, yeah. I hope we don't get copyrighted for that. (laughs) (laughs) We were kidding. We were kidding. (laughs) So, I mean, it all starts, you know, like from your background, like the past. We're going to start there. did you guys have any like any other sports, or uh, were you guys ever into any other sports before you found hockey? I wrestled and ran cross country in high school. Uh, did varsity sports for all four years. 
other than that, I didn't really have any other sports background. Um, yeah. Um, I don't really have a sports background. I'm not very, what's the word? I'm very clumsy. So I, sports were never something that I actually took an interest to. Not light on the feet? No. Quick with um, the hands? A little. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, bet, I bet you're pretty quick with the hands. You need to smack somebody real quick. I, I can oh, yeah. see it in your eyes. Um, but my sisters played volleyball. They still play volleyball. They're, um, so I watched them growing, or like as I was getting older and moving out of the house, as soon as they started getting into volleyball, and I still watch them. I go to some of their games and stuff. So that's kind of the only sports background I have, other than um, my dad watching hockey as I was growing up. So, I mean, that... that- that kind of leads us into how you guys actually got into hockey. Like, I mean, obviously not so much of a sports background for really either of you guys. I mean, at least close to the ice. Like, just break it down for us. How'd you guys get into hockey? Almost well, definitely. So, I was your neighbor for a little bit. Uh, went off to boot camp and came home. And Cody got me a Patrick Waugh Stanley Cup jersey. And it was the first jersey I ever got really got me into thinking about watching hockey more went off to Japan brought that jersey with me took it to California when I got stationed there just to piss off all the California fans <laughs> um, continued watching hockey all throughout living in California Japan got out of the military came home uh, moved in with my best friend Nick and started playing NHL on PlayStation a lot and just figuring out the dynamics of the sport, how it works, getting more into it, picking random teams to learn different players on their squads, and then going to more games. Just this year alone, I think I went to five or six games, three playoff games. The energy in the building during the playoffs, there's nothing like it. So, yeah. All right, all right. How'd you get into hockey, dude? Um. Well, before... So, um, my, my dad and my stepmom actually met at Brooklyn's, which is across the street from, um, ball arena. And that was like their first date. And so I kind of thought that was cool and then started taking care of you. And as soon as I walked in, it was like the abs had thrown up everywhere. I was like, holy (laughs) shit, this is wild. Um, but I think you and Bryce got me into hockey, if anything, um, just being over here to like take care of you and you guys are watching games and seeing you watch hockey highlights all the time. And then Bryce and I started dating and that's the only thing you watched, um, before like games and after games. And it got me like really, really intrigued to learn more and dig, like dive deep into like the hockey world. And I definitely will say the violence is my favorite just seeing people get butchered is awesome i do flinch a little bit though i'm like oh that must hurt you're gonna be bruised after but it's a thrill of a sport and i love watching it that's a great adverb butchered (laughs) (laughs) so a lot of teams have a lot of different sweaters that they rock throughout the years throughout different you know alternate jerseys throughout the year have you guys, what was your guys' first jerseys that you guys bought yourselves that you guys, any uh, any team, Avs, any other team? And why? Uh, so the first jersey I got was actually from Cody, but the first one 
that I bought myself was a Kel McCarr salute to service jersey for the Avalanche. Oh, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, obviously drunk, drew to that. Uh, I've expanded the collection since then up to six jerseys now, all abs for now. So uh, wh- wh- why Kale and, uh, you know, what, what, what's your favorite part? Of, like, I guess, like the aesthetic, what, what, what do you love about the hockey jerseys itself? You know, going to the game, you look badass if you're showing up in a sweater yeah. with a hoodie on underneath. That's just the apparel you wear. So that's kind of what drew me to getting so many jerseys. I like switching it up, uh, kind of ritualistic and wearing certain jersey throughout the whole season and not switching it up if we're on a winning streak. Yeah. So during the whole playoffs, I wore Bowen Byram because I thought it was bringing us good luck, and obviously it did. You know, that's something we do too. I mean, then that, and you came about that naturally. Like, uh, even, you know, me, Bryce, I, I know Nick, like all throughout the playoffs, all throughout every time, like, you know, oh, we're wearing this jersey tonight because we're rocking the thirds, or it's a divisional rivalry, or this one, you know, we're at home tonight. So, you know, we want to keep the home, home winning streak alive. So that's, that's crazy that you came about that naturally. So that's really cool. It is. It makes you feel like you're actually part of the team, not just part of the fan base, but you're just with the team, right? It just feels so cool in the arena as well. Like you, you're absorbed in its aura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. that like the streak that we went on there in uh, December, January, where we just didn't lose. I wore my third McKinnon jersey, and after like the sixth game in a row, I was just like, well, I just can't take it off. I just have to wear it until until we lose, and we just didn't lose. And, you know, it's so funny because people are just like, you know, this. you realize that this probably has 0% of the outcome of the actual game. And in my in the back, I, like, I'll say, oh, yeah, whatever. In the back of my mind, like, yeah, fucking right, man. If I don't wear this jersey, we're not going to fucking win tonight. All right. Uh, same question. Like, what was your first hockey jersey, and like, why you dig hockey jerseys? What are your plans for uh, expansion, if you will? So the first game I went to with you guys was—I have no idea who we played, um, but it was my first Avs game ever, and we had walked by the um, merch store, and both of you were like, "You guys should get a jersey. You guys need to get a jersey." I was like, "Hmm." I don't know. Let me like watch the game first and we'll see. And I ended up getting a Nathan McKinnon jersey. Um, first intermission. Yeah. If I first remember correctly. Inter- first yeah. intermission. Three beers deep. Yeah. Three beers deep. <laughs> yes. And But, but it, it was kind of like after watching that first period, because that was your first game as well, wasn't it? Oh, yes. So after watching that first period. Like being was, there yeah. in, in that experience. Yes. It, and it kind of goes back to what like Ryan was saying is like the, the, like the, the intensity and just like in the air at a hockey game is just so palpable. I just felt so naked. I'm seeing everybody like with all these cool Av jerseys and I'm just sitting here in like a t-shirt and I'm like, yeah, I should probably go get one. (laughs) And it took me a while to figure out which one I wanted because I didn't want to just get a jersey to get a jersey. I wanted to get a jersey after watching, you know, the players play. And the player I fell in love with was Nathan McKinnon. Um, For many reasons. For very many reasons. But, um... (laughs) He, uh, yeah, that was, it's my first jersey. And for an expansion on my jerseys, I have a full list of what I want to (laughs) get. And, like, you know, we've talked about this so many times. Like, we're jersey addicts, and a lot of hockey fans are jersey addicts. It's just, it is something about feeling that fabric, you know, throwing it on just like the players and being a part of that team and looking, just as Ryan said, as badass as hell, you know. 
just rolling up to the the stadium and just being like, you know, David Putty style, like, go sport team, you know, go sport team. So, yeah, th- there is something to be said about, like, uh, the addiction of wearing hockey jerseys. And not even just the hockey jerseys either. Like, I love the hockey jerseys, but just getting, like, hockey t-shirts, hockey beanies, like, it's just, it just makes my soul very, very, very happy. <laughs> and I think even on your the, the jersey you got, you know, it was uh, McKinnon and as you go through the memories, you know, that was the, that was the first you know, game you went to, your first jersey. And it was in the year where the Avs like won the cup, right? And that was just like, that's very memorable. It's a super oh, yes. awesome memory to have, as you know. It was McKinnon, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just makes it that much more special. And, you know, a lot of fans aren't that lucky, you know? Like, uh, a lot of fans, like, come into the come into the league, you know, become uh, fans of the NHL, fans of, like, a team in the NHL. And some teams haven't even, like, won a Stanley Cup yet. Right. And, I mean, you still have a fandom there. And, I mean, it is special just to be a hockey fan. But, I mean, to have that as your first official season as a hockey fan, it is, uh, like, that's pretty pretty freaking crazy. And speaking of, you know, just have, just being a fan, walking into the games, having the jerseys on, tell us a little bit about, you know, your first game you went to. What were the memories, the smells, what did you see? What made it so special to you? Um, so... Cody, Bryce, and I, and a friend of ours, Christy, um, you guys had wanted to do like a double date thing to a hockey game, and I couldn't say no, so um, we all went. Don't really remember walking into the ball arena at all. Um, Had too much whiskey in the van, but... uh, (laughs) A little soused. (laughs) Um, But it was walking in and just seeing everybody in, you know, Avs jerseys and how, like much they love hockey it just made me want to have be a part of it like it's a family and it's it's so beautiful and it was it was really awesome I don't remember much of the game um but I was cheering so (laughs) what about you Ryan what was your first game like in uh, my first game was with my grandpa back in my freshman year of high school. He won tickets up at Blackhawk, so we got to sit in the suite. So first experience going to an Avs game, sitting up in the suite behind the Avs attacked twice. It was lit as hell and free food. The atmosphere was great. Granted, we weren't the best of teams back when I was a freshman, but the yeah, fan those base. Yeah, the dark days of the Avs. The fan base was still pumped, still cheering on the team, still as electric as ever. You know, once you start going to more games, too, you know, like that, that first game, it, it, like you think it can't be any better, but you keep going to more games and more games, and you find different ways to enjoy the game more. And it just, it the 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 magic really, at least for me in my eyes, the magic never has really worn off. And I mean, I I, I could tell you, I've probably gone to upwards of like at least. 100 games you know uh, maybe maybe 100 games in my lifetime and it's still just been as as magical as always yeah no i mean 100 percent. like anytime you walk in it just never gets old i mean just never change walking into whether it be the can or the sack now it just doesn't get old walking in it smells the same it looks the same you're always pumped you got the same just excitement in your gut you're ready to be there so I mean, let's let's keep it rolling. I mean, obviously, you guys 
you guys bought like your hockey jerseys. I mean, uh, you had K- you bought Kale, you bought Nathan McKinnon. Um, obviously those guys got to be some of your favorite hockey players. What other players have you guys like really grown to love, like either on the Abs or not on the Abs? You know, I'm a big fan of Bowen Byram. Uh, just the way he skates on the ice, the way he moves the puck up the ice. He's a great player. He's young as hell and has room to grow. Kind of move into the spot where Kel McCarr is right now, who's also a great defenseman who has puck handling skills, scores just as much as anyone else on the ice, won the Norris Trophy. The list goes on. I could list the whole squad, but those two stand out to me more than anyone else on the team currently. Mac, everyone knows, is great. Landy, he's the captain. Got. You know what I love about Bo Byram too is you know he wasn't afraid to say you know I'm I'm struggling mentally right now, you know during the season because you know he took that huge break for a while he wasn't afraid to step up and say hey man I am not right in the head right now, and I think that's a huge that's a huge call to all the other players in the league especially young players that you know you can be honest here and a lot of a lot of hockey players have struggled with mental health. And for him to take that huge step and really, you know, this could have, you know, this could have ruined his career. Maybe, you know, maybe if Joe and the uh, front staff of the Avs weren't, you know, the people that they were, you know, they could have been like, all right, well, this kid's garbage, you know, uh, send him down to the minors. Don't let him play. But no, I mean, he had, a, had such a great surrounding uh, uh, team with him. Uh, his family was awesome. But. The fact that he had that courage to just stay, step up and say, man, I am not feeling right in the head is huge. And then he comes back, you know, and, and plays amazing. And I think that's a huge call out to everybody in the league. Like, dude, if you're, if you're not feeling right, there's no reason why you need to suffer in silence. So, I, I mean, that kid's got a lot of courage. And, I mean, huge, huge on Big Bo myself. So, absolutely. Good, good, good choice there. Ari, what you got? Um, my favorite hockey player is obviously Nathan McKinnon, but over, you know, the past season and watching hockey games like religiously, um, I've grown to love um, Moose Rantanen. Um, Miko Rantanen, I said Amiko Rantanen, Amiko Miko, um, and Nachushkin. Um, but I definitely think like my top two favorite players is. Um, Landy and McKinnon I just got my second um, jersey which is Landy and just watching him on the ice is just he's phenomenal and he is just a leader on the ice and off the ice which is really awesome to see um yeah and what's amazing yeah exactly that that's what's amazing about uh Gabe is that he is such he is a golden person you know what I mean like uh, especially especially through the like the dark ages of the Avs and him being such a young captain he was always so you know well spoken and never dogged anyone and you know but was not afraid to tell the truth right. you know that hey I wasn't doing good tonight I wasn't playing good tonight I made my mistakes never putting it on anybody else and he's carried that all throughout his career and I like I've said this a hundred times I could say it a hundred more times I am so proud that that man is the captain of the avalanche I mean Milan really chose the best guy to take over the sea once he, he left he's very humble on the ice and outside off uh, the ice oh yeah and you know what I thought was just terrible you know I mean yeah he did drop a, bu- a couple f-bombs at the parade but and people people were giving him a bunch of shit like 
oh, that's a real, that's real captain over here. Like, dude, he just won the fucking Stanley Cup. What the fuck did you do? Seriously, I fuck? mean, you let the man break free, have a few brews after the incredible road that he's uh, taking these guys on, and you're getting mad at him saying fuck because he's so excited that all that they have worked for has culminated to a fucking championship. Get off your high horse, dude. They're just mad because he's sculpted like a god. He took his shirt off and he wrapped up flag oh, around Viking him. And he would just, oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. So don't Tor be pissed himself off. himself does not look that <laughs> shredded. Hate the game, not the player, yo. Every woman in that crowd questioned why they're with their man that day. I questioned, <laughs> why, I, questioned why I was straight. Because, I mean, looking at that man, uh, dude, he's, he's a, he is a Viking god. Nick, Nick, Nick was so ready to say something, and after I after I just put that one out there, he's just like, "How how am I gonna how am I gonna say anything now?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just laughing. I'm agreeing. I was thinking about how I could roll into the next question, and then he dropped the Viking God on me, and I lost all train of thought. But here we go. All right, solid break. Next question. <laughs> and with that, let's take it off the ice. Bunch of classics movies that have been made over the years hockey movies um do you guys have you partaken in any of these classics and do you have a favorite i'll let ryan start i think it's everyone's favorite hockey movie miracle on ice the 1980 u.s men's team i would i i I wouldn't talk to the russians i wouldn't say that to any russian folk out there but i mean i mean american skaters absolute for sure very true. That's that's has to be one of the best ones, especially her Brooks. Just after a real story, you know, good old American comeback, kick the CCC in that's good old movie. You can always watch it on you know any day you want to. It's perfect. You know what I loved about it is that the actual her Brooks, like he was asked if he he had watched any of the movies. Like I didn't have to. I lived it. I thought that was really cool. I mean, that's just like a drop the mic kind of moment. You know what I mean? That's the type of man Herb Brooks was, though. Absolutely. You you got that completely right, man. And, I mean, Herbie, I mean, rest in peace, brother. I mean, like, wow. Again. 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 Ari? Um, Miracle on Ice is pretty good. Um, I would have to say Mystery Alaska. Um, what, a, what a heater. What a heater. It was one of... I think it's my favorite hockey movie. Um, Bryce just put it on. He goes, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. I'm like, I don't want to watch hockey right now. I just want to go to bed. He goes, no, you have to watch this. <laughs> and I stayed up and watched the whole thing, which is a first for me with watching movies. Um, and it was, I loved the movie very much. What was your favorite part about it? Um... Baby seal, go thwap, thwap, thwap. <laughs> I'm a big guy, Johnny. I'm a big guy. <laughs> I'm a big guy, Johnny. On blast, bro. He just put her on this spot. Uh, I mean, no matter what, that movie is just so incredible. I'm cold. <laughs> no, I mean, so, so such a solid movie. And, like, you know, they just get keep getting better. I mean, Goon was incredible. Uh, I absolutely love Goon. I got to say that's probably my favorite hockey movie of all time, like, followed closely by Mystery Alaska and Miracle. I mean, Slapshot's always been a huge one. I mean, that's, like, that's plucking the low-hanging fruit. So, you know. And I mean, but I, you know, hockey cinema, it's, there's, it's few and far between, but I mean, hey, 
it's good when you get it. It's always been Gilbert for me, boys. It's always been Gilbert for me. I don't even care anymore. Just score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can never forget the Mighty Ducks uh, tr- trilogy for sure. Um, uh, Bryce, you want to take this next one? Of course. Uh, so, just as hockey fans, just kind of tell us about you know what have you learned since you started watching hockey, um, and what have you seen in yourself since you've been watching the game? How do you feel about watching the game? What emotions go through you? Just kind of go on about that as a fan. How do you feel about just hockey in general? Uh, so, hockey fandom now. Uh, Nick got me started on the NHL PlayStation game. Uh, kind of how I got a good understanding of the rules of the game, the dynamics, how it all functions. Um, so my hockey fandom now held during the playoffs uh, around one game two. I was at work, texted my sister and said, want to go to the game tonight and bought the tickets on the spot. Just randomly going to the game. Just on the fly. There you go. Just, just, we got to do this. It's a once in a lifetime thing. If we go, we witness part of it. Uh, you can't miss it. And that's the thing. That's, that's, that's the thought that gets into your head once you start becoming a hockey fan. Like, this is it. I have to go to this. I have to watch this. I can't miss this. I can't let the boys down. You know, I got to go. I got to watch. What kind of fan would I be if I didn't go and watch? Yeah, exactly. Seriously. You know, yeah. Like, what if the boys need me? You know, like, well, how would they need you? I don't know, man. Maybe they're hearing me say, go Landy from like all the way up in the nose, please. Yeah. I don't know. They need Could have been the me. one thing that put them over the uh, over the top to win the game. They need to hear me from 318 screaming. Oh, the superstition. For real. For real. Ari, what about you? Um, what I've learned um, with watching hockey and my fandom now, um, I definitely agree with you, Cody. Just like I can't miss a game. Even when you guys were going to games and I was at home, um, I would find myself, you know, going on the internet and looking up NHL six or 66 or something and uh, just watching it, which got me you know falling in love with it more just watching it on my own accord rather than having you guys being like let's watch a game um maybe you don't don't have a bunch of drunk buffoons around you so you can actually pay more attention to the game yeah (laughs) um and within myself i honestly think i've you know with just watching the abs and hockey in general i feel like i've become a little bit more confident in myself and going out in public a little bit more just you know going to games because if I had done that a year ago, I would have not felt comfortable. I would have just been in my own little shell. So definitely watching hockey has brought me out of my shell and made me more confident in who I am as a person. That's really cool. It's a beautiful answer. I, and I think uh, in, in some way we can all really say that too. is because, you know, the, half the stuff that I've, that, I, that I've done, you know, at a hockey game or, you know, even making this podcast – you know, like going out of your comfort shell, and that—that's the whole thing about hockey, is you can't get better at hockey if you stay inside your own comfort shell, anyways. So yeah, like building confidence—that's that's an awesome answer for sure. So next one, uh, what kind of stuff did you guys do on your own to kind of like learn more about the game of hockey or grow a better interest in hockey just by yourselves, not like nick or you know me or bryce or anybody like you know saying oh hey check this out or you know come watch a hockey game like what what did you guys kind of try to do to learn more and gain more knowledge about the hockey game i would definitely um you know while i'm on my own um 
after a game or, you know, before a game, I'd watch the last game highlights and after the game highlights and just really like watching it and getting in a, like knowing more about the game rather than just being around a bunch of people and watching it. Cause it kind of gets distracting. So watching the highlights like alone and like truly understanding like what they're doing, what the moves that are happening, um, you know, scoring, it's just, it taught me a lot. I still have a lot to learn. Um, but yeah. I can say that I would dive a little bit deeper into the rules, get on Google, look up certain things. Icing took me a long time to learn. Uh, Nick made multiple attempts and he couldn't get through to me. So watched a couple videos on YouTube, read some rules and finally got a clear understanding on all how all that works. And then just watching previous games, watching documentaries, just getting a fuller understanding of the game. The game itself is so multifaceted in so many different ways. I mean, that's the whole reason why we have this podcast is to shed light on that. But yeah, you know, you can always go down this, like these insane rabbit holes of just like different hockey, um, peculiars, you know, you can, you can go down a rabbit hole of how, how a hockey puck was made. You know, you can go down a, uh, you know, an avalanche hockey rabbit hole where, all you do is watch a bunch of Avs games. You can go down a rules a rabbit hole. It's so such a multifaceted game that you like. It's it's can it can constantly be entertaining even when you're by yourself for sure. Well, I mean, for me, you know, it's just there's all these things that go into it, and then watching highlights, watching the games. There's also kinds of tons of memories that come along with that as a fan. And so, you know, what is your favorite hockey memory, you know, as an Avalanche fan or a fan of hockey that is not the Avs winning the Cup? Could be anything. Was it a fight, a hit, a, a specific game and moment? Tell us about that. I'd have to say my favorite hockey memory is actually last playoffs. I uh, got to go to round one, game one with my sister sitting in the box, watching the boys play the Blues and getting to see that series unfold and sweeping them just put icing on the cake that was a beauty series i'm not gonna lie sorry blues fans what about you ari my uh favorite hockey memory or um would definitely have to be with bryce we had gone to a football game and then we made our way over to the ball arena and we watched the avs uh play against the toronto maple leafs and i thought that was pretty cool to see and i was asking bryce a whole bunch of questions and we had lost the last time we had played against them. Badly. Very badly. And we destroyed them, which was pretty cool. Um, I was couldn't see the ice very well. We were really high up um, in the seats. But just being there in that moment with, you know, my boyfriend and around a bunch of Avs fans was just incredible. That was that mad comeback game. Yeah, five goal, five unanswered goal comeback, won it overtime. That's, a, that's special. That's really special for sure. For sure. Um, so I got to ask, like, uh, how, how accessible was hockey to you guys? Like, meaning, how was it easy? How easy was it for you guys to, you know, uh, find stuff about hockey or learn stuff about hockey or just, you know, anything that how accessible was it to you guys? Uh, so when I was in the military, hockey wasn't very accessible. Uh, the time difference in Japan, I would find myself going online streaming the games while I was at work, hoping I didn't get caught. Uh, after getting out of the military, living with Nick, I was at will with all the hockey knowledge. Whenever I needed it, 
could look over to him, ask him questions, just an endless plethora of knowledge to learn about the sport. Uh, going to the games with Nick, going to the games with my family, it just, it's more accessible now that I'm here home. Not in Japan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that makes sense. And uh, um, if you were, if, if you were, just a, just a quick question, uh, if you were to make it more accessible, what do you think you would do to make it more accessible to people like you guys when you were learning? Uh, the Avalanche need to get a, on TV. Comcast? Yeah. Cronky? They need to figure it out. Yeah. Listen. What about you, Ari? How accessible was hockey to you? And same questions. Um, well, being around you and Bryce all the time, I have encyclopedias at my fingertips, which is pretty nice. I could ask you guys literally anything, and you guys just have the answer like within minutes. And it's nice to just, you know, if I feel stupid about something that I don't know the answer to, I don't feel afraid to ask you or Bryce. Um, yeah. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like most hockey fans are, want people to learn about the game of hockey. They uh, like uh, hockey fans love talking hockey, even if it's the rules. If it's right. you know, if it's just you know about sweaters, like we. And I think a lot of people are, are afraid to ask you know a guy you know that really really likes hockey, like what what happened there? You know, we don't care, man. We will we will talk your head off all day about it. Like I love talking hockey. I love talking rules. I love talking stats. I love talking fantasy. I love talking sweaters. I love it. I, I'm head over heels with hockey. And so um, I think that's what I would change the most is like that um, misconception about how people are afraid, like think they're going to get their heads bitten off if they ask anything about the rules or anything about what's going on during the game. Heck no. If you're around hockey fans, there's never really a dumb question if you ask, you know, ask you if you ask me. Uh, but there's also those people who are afraid of asking things that might be like on a rule or something, you know. And so for you guys, you know, what was like the hardest, you know, rule for you guys to grasp as you're learning about hockey? Or ask a lot about. So the one rule that kind of sticks out to me that I it took until up in this year to kind of sort of figure out is why you can't pick up the stick if it falls on the ice in certain situations and then you can get a penalty in other situations. Oh, only when it's broken. Like, if, if your stick isn't broken, you can pick it up anytime you want. But sometimes, like, you know, on TV or if you're far away, you can't really tell that the stick is broken. But uh, when you're out there and actually using the stick, like, you, all you have to do is lean on a little bit and know that thing is broken. You're going to get a penalty for it if you don't drop that right away. Well, if you're a goalie, you lose your stick. You don't want to run out there and get that yourself, right? Yeah. So if it's broken or not. <laughs> so. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, and, like, it's that one's kind of hard because, you know, the visual the visual aid really isn't always there. You know, obviously, sometimes you can tell that motherfucker broke, you know. But other times, you know, there's, there's you, you can't really notice it until you see a guy just, like, randomly drop it and skate away. Like, you know, that was kind of weird for me, too, when I saw that first time when I was a kid, you know, I was like, you, you, you forgot something, dude. You forgot, you forgot something, you know, like, but yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a weird rule for sure. And, um, that, that one is kind of a wonky. I think one of the rules that I'm still kind of iffy on and I'm still trying to like learn. And I ask you and Bryce questions all the time is, um, how you can get different penalties. And if I see something and I'm like, shouldn't that be a penalty like boarding and they don't call it, 
it kind of like confuses me when the referees don't call certain things, but it should be a penalty. It's very confusing. Or like um, there was a rule that a while back that we were watching the game here in the garage and I was really confused um, why I don't remember what team we were playing against, but you and or Bryce got up with the hockey sticks and showed me what slashing was and how to, you know, hold the stick. And I didn't quite understand it at that time, but watching the games more throughout the season, I was like, oh, that's slashing. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. That's not good. It's so. not a tree, bro. It's a human being. Yeah. Well, that's pro- well, you pretty much just shared one of the biggest frustrations any hockey fan has is something not getting called when it's like clearly a vagrant penalty. And there's something happens while you're at the game and you're one of 20,000 referees in the stands as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where those, uh, ref you suck chants come in and, uh, they, they go loud. They go hard. Get off your knees, ref, you're blowing the game. Check your phone, ref. You got a bunch of missed calls. I'm blind. I'm deaf. I want to be a ref. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I wonder what Dave, would, Dave Jackson would say if he was here. He's probably heard it all way oh, yeah. worse than what we've been saying. can talk. Severus can talk. All right, so um, I think we're on. A, we got one more question for you guys, uh, and this is the big one. This is the big one. Yeah, guys. So, what are you looking forward to with your hockey fandom? So, what are you hoping? What are you looking for next year? Well, I think I can speak for all Avs fans and say I'm looking forward to another cup coming home this season. Hey, 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 um, hey, but like Cody earlier mentioned, the World Cup of Hockey, uh, didn't even know about that. I'm super stoked for that. Uh, seeing all the boys playing for their home teams, just putting it all online for the country. That's going to be fun. And just like we said, man, World, Cup's, World Cup of Hockey is always really fun. Um, what about you, Ari? Um, obviously to see another cup winning, but, um, just seeing how our team plays this season and, you know, with the players, we, the new players we have and seeing how, um, the new players and, you know, our players, how they interact on the ice and how, you know, they work together, the communication and hopefully beating the shit out of all of the teams we play. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, who doesn't want that? I mean, um, I think, you know, I think what would be great, especially to expand everybody's fandom, is to, to at least try to see, uh, you know, your team playing like enemy territory. Like, say, go, go see, go see an Avs game at, you Arizona. know, oh yeah, <laughs> oh you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to, you know, throw down some major buckets because that's VIP stuff. University that's only Arizona is pretty sick. That's yeah. only that's <laughs> only for v, uh, very important people there. They only have <laughs> limited seating there, especially the student section. <laughs> Oh man! Do oh, ASU why? students get discounted tickets to so. Coyotes games? Oh no way! Are you kidding me? No way! <laughs> no way! Gary Bettman would never allow that. Gary Bettman needs all them dollars, dude. For real. It'd be really cool to see what kind of jerseys we all had in our collection this year. To think we're all kind of on that that plane, we're all collecting jerseys, and this we're all going sky high with it. So it's really cool. I think, and it's interesting to see what we all do in terms of jerseys this year. Yeah, true that. Absolute. And I mean, always going to the Hockey Hall of Fame would be incredible too, you know, uh, in Toronto. So that's a that's a huge that's a huge uh, hockey bucket list for me for sure. Nick, you got anything to say? Not really, man. You kind of covered it all. The Hockey Hall of Fame is really the one part of my fandom that I want to complete. I mean, I want to go see some games in some other arenas, but 
really the Hall of Fame is where I want to go. 2023, on the bench with Beaks at Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, Ontario. What about it? See you there, boys. (laughs) All right, well, I mean, I love it, guys. Um, I'm really, like, just coming from my own self, like, I love... I love to see more hockey fandom pop up. I love having like people that I that are close to me love hockey just as much as I do. I love to see the growth. So, and um, I loved hearing about it really because you know, this is this is our sport. You know, it's everybody's sport, and we want to share it with everybody. And so to hear hear the the kind of answers that you guys were giving us was just it was an absolute treat. Well, thank you for having me. I. I've been listening to your podcast for years, and it's an honor to be on the show. Oh, shucks. You're going to make me all warm and gooey inside. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me again. No, guys, thanks for coming on and talking to us about it because, you know, we love talking. We love hearing about it. Uh, Bryce, you got anything to say to uh, cap this bitch off? I mean, I just really just know I'm excited to see how there's you know guy, people like you you're just willing to just you know you're just an example of the hockey community and how it's growing and how you know the avalanche and what they've done for the city just a great example of that and and other than that just thank you both for so so much for coming on and and uh, just being as fans too it's pretty awesome yeah nick no just glad that you guys both came on uh been a lot of personal conversations off off the bench, if you will. Off the bench, so indeed. it was definitely time to bring you guys on the bench, and it's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to watch games with you guys next season. So, yeah, uh, thank you to Ryan and Ari. Uh, thank you to the Hockey Focus uh, Podcast Network, where you can find our podcast along with our blog and a, a bunch of other awesome, awesome hockey podcasts. Go over to the Hockey Fo- Focus. There's not a damn bad podcast on this network so give them a follow give all the other guys a listen they're incredible just like we said like late arrival earlier you know late arrival two lags on as well our, our boys up north uh but yeah head over to the hockey focus give them a like and follow listen to the, all the amazing other podcasts check out our blog that's going to be going up on the hockey focus and um we'll see you on the bench next time eh viorsh later salute Try the damn thing, see what happens.